we are seeing a lot of our clients and again, other um, companies trying to either carve out part of their company, have a dedicated unit or think differently. It's almost like they're trying to create a little bit of a startup within their company. Um, and they're seeing success there. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing some digital transformation. They're seeing some investment in tech and they're doing it with the select few within their organization. Well, like it's a, that idea of, yeah. um, you know, dream big, start small. Yeah. And I think that's a theme that we're seeing a lot of organizations that are dreaming big about the potential of what their already large organization can do, but they know that to, to, you know, to flip the aircraft carrier over or to turn it around or point it in a different direction is, is nearly impossible. Mm -hmm. You would almost have to burn it down and start over. Hey, George. Daniel, how are you? I am doing well. What do you have for us today? Well, I was at a peer group recently. In a friend were, group, you might say. Well, I, I didn't know anyone there, so I wouldn't call them friends yet. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe they're working on friends. it. You're working yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, the general topic was the economic outlook. Oh, and wow. I won't go into all the things that they talked about because it, let's be honest, a lot of it went over my head, but it was interesting because, you know, it's been a year. It's been a, it's been a time. It has. There are industries, there are markets, there are companies that have majorly suffered. Mm. No question. And then there's industries, markets, and companies that have had the best year of their lives. Done very well. Mm-hmm. Done really, really well. And so they talked about the the motivating factors around what might change that. Um, you know, kind of if you draw the curve out, it's like here's the the best possibility, and here's the worst possibility, and here's someplace in between where we actually think things might go. Right. And it was interesting, um, but they said something in passing, and I I got to be honest, I don't know the source, so somebody can fact check us and and do some some checking on this. But they were talking about the trillions, and I won't say a particular number, but the lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a, I mean, I don't have trillions. Um, the trillions of dollars in corporate accounts, I would assume at least across the, the states, maybe it's global accounts, that are being held right now, meaning mm. they're just not spending it. Mm. They're not innovating. They're not investing. They're not looking at what they can do next. They're not even right. looking ahead. They're just not spending it. Holding on to it. They're just holding on to it. It got me it got me to thinking about in a time such as this. Oh mm. gosh. And I talk about any other slogan that people have said during 2020 that's just become normal. The weird this this is so weird. This is hard. Mm. This is challenging. Whatever. In the pandemic in 2020, mm-hmm. there has been a mindset shift. Yep. In two different directions. One, you better figure out how to work remote and to become a digital organization. Two, you better cut all your costs and save as much money as possible because we don't know how long we're in this for and we probably won't survive. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the postures that we're hearing a lot. Yep. Um, and especially affirmed by this, this conversation, looking at how many companies are just going, save cash. Yep. Just hold on to it. Right. 
So I wanted to maybe chat with you a little bit and see, you know, what are, what are some things coming out of this pandemic? Where and when and how will we see companies hmm. attempting to innovate? Yeah. Well, first off, I think those two postures you mentioned as far as how do you work remote and then also save all you can, cost management, cost cutting, those things, especially in this pandemic, to me are very normal and logical be no behaviors question. in mind. Yeah. I mean, we did yeah. it. There, yeah, there's um, no diss on this. It's no, not, it's not an insult. Absolutely. And back in March and April, our mantra was look inward so far as so far that it helps us to look outward. So yeah. the way we talked about it is we need to make sure the foundations are secure. So that's kind of that mindset of like looking at costs. Where are we? How's our financial situation? What's our book of clients look like? All of that. Right. So we had to have this mindset of, again, looking at our foundations, how are we doing? Um, remote work was also one. And thankfully, because we have remote workers, we were set up pretty well and we built wasn't software. hard for us. We, yeah, so, we talked about that before. So those two things. The third thing though, that I think that maybe companies that are holding on to, and again, not knowing their situation, but I would say that the companies that are holding on to cash, um, they're not, because there's a third thing that we did is like, okay, where can we quickly change and look outward so that we can innovate? Um, what's the opportunity that this is going to present to us? Meaning being at home, a lot of people going on uh, and working in a way that never worked before. Is there, a, uh, is there a way that we can help individuals, help our current clients, help future clients um, throughout this? Mm -hmm. And honestly, that was a huge, I don't want to say it was like a launch pad, but it was a huge almost aha moment for something we've been thinking about for a long time and working on, which is this idea of agile coaching and consulting. So that was our response. That was yep. our response yep. to this is like, you know, there's no better time. We can, we do this stuff well and we can help people. So that was kind of our entry into how can we innovate? Yeah. But the clients that we work with, we're seeing a lot of them um, going through, you know, a very common term, which is that digital transformation. Right. And so there's this, we have a lot of companies that are in a period that where economic dollars are being held but yet there is quite a bit of digital transformation going out there. So you have, you have two camps almost. You sure. have the camp that are like, we know we need to innovate and transform digitally. And then you have the camp, like we're going to hold on to those dollars. And so it's interesting. My question to those people would be like, what, how did you make that decision? You mm -hmm. know, what was kind of, what was driving a decision? You know, obviously emotions drive oh, decisions. It's such an emotional set and, of decisions. And for large companies, which I'm guessing were the majority of the, that those dollars are being held. It's not just the emotions of the executive team, but all the shareholders that are out there as well. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, balancing those, that amount of emotion. And so, um, but yeah, now, back to I, I yeah, do think ahead. back to the shareholder conversation. It has been interesting though, because there has been at least something that stabilized us and nobody can completely explain why it's working, but, but stock prices are, are actually in a pretty good spot. They've come up yeah. quite a bit. So the, the, you can't like the, the, the economy though, the service industry though, um, you know, fruit, food services, particularly entertainment have been just destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um, you have outdoor 
you know, uh, sports activities are through the roof, or obviously cloud computing and uh, digital solutions are through the roof. Home um, goods. Home goods. Yeah. Like be, home, uh, and, uh, and the shipping and logistics. Trucking has never seen this much capital move through it in history. Trade, trade crafts, you know, carpenters, yeah. plumbers, electricians. I mean, I've talked to several and they're booked out for, some of them are almost booked out for a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. we've, we've felt that, I mean, mm-hmm. technology, we've had a relatively good year, a better, much better than we thought it was going to be um, right. given that technology's investment. There was a Gartner um, study though, that did talk about, they, they interviewed um, 317 CFOs. Yeah. Um, and this is actually all the way back in April. And the question, I would be curious as to how much it's shifted since then. How much of them thought that there was going to see pr- pretty significant um, budget cuts? And 62 at the time, 62% of them were like, yeah, we're, there's going to be budget cuts. But they were still investing into marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. So they know that they need to get ready because everyone assumes this will either be the V or the U or whatever the rebound is. And yep. they'll have to be prepared to come out on the other side. But we know, we've seen the reports in the last recession that most of the big tech companies we know now came mm-hmm. out of the last recession. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, is will this constraint right. of 2020 yep. and 2021 probably actually produce some incredible innovation? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe in the recession of 08, 09, um, venture capital went through the roof. And then um, I can't remember, is it the Entrepreneur's Guidebook to Venture Capital or something like that? There's this book and it basically, there is this common um, cycle. It's very cyclical between private equity and venture capital to where venture capital went up in the recession while private equity goes down because private equity are typically investing in uh, stable companies. Mm -hmm. They're almost Mm -hmm. late stage. And then as a lot of these startups, like you said, were getting built and, and propped up and, and going very well, venture capital goes down, private equity comes up to allow those companies to continue to, to scale at a rapid pace. Um, there's been a recent report in Crunchbase in quarter three that invest, funding is, is doing really well. I mean, the title is funding. Surprisingly hold. so. Nobody yeah. thought it was going to be like that. It holds up and the exit market's open. So we're seeing a lot of acquisitions. We're seeing a lot of IPOs. We're seeing a lot of late stage investing because, I, and again, I don't know, I'm not an economist. And I'm not very savvy in this, but I can only imagine that investors, whether those are institutions, single investors, or other companies, are wanting to put some of those dollars to work. Yeah. And it may not be in, and here's another thing that may not be in their own company. Mm-hmm. They may be holding dollars to get a return, but it might be outside of their company. It could be another yeah. investment. Um, so here's an interesting thing. A lot of the people that we work with, whether directly at Crema or just people that we have, you know, relationship with and see, statistically startups, early stage do very well in a recession. Right. We are seeing a lot of our clients and again, other um, companies trying to either carve out part of their company, have a dedicated unit or think differently. It's almost like they're trying to create a little bit of a startup within their company um, and they're seeing success there. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing some digital transformation. They're seeing some investment in tech and they're doing it with a select few within their organization. Well, like it's a, that idea of... Yeah. Um, you know, dream big, start small. Yeah. 
And I think that's a theme that we're seeing a lot of organizations that are dreaming big about the potential of what their already large organization can do. But they know that to, to, you know, to flip the aircraft carrier over or to turn it around or point it in a different direction is, is nearly impossible. Mm -hmm. You would almost have to burn it down and start over. Mm -hmm. But if you start with a small team that is innovating in, in corners or pockets or in areas of the company. I think Tyler, one of our, um, our, our VPs of strategy here, he talks about the fact that companies should be thinking about ways to create inside of them the competition that could kill them, right? Mm. So what it, we've name name company, Kodak or BlackBerry or mm. um, lots of other organizations. Blockbuster. Blockbuster all saw startups coming up behind them that was like, yeah, but we're big. Mm-hmm. We can't fail. It won't happen. And they got blown out of the water during times, during a shift that, that, that um, they weren't prepared for it. Yep. And if Blockbuster would have been saying, you know what? Online revolution, it's coming. We should really think about this. Um, we should be thinking about creating a way to distribute our videos, not in stores, not block um, brick and mortar. And they had a we chance sh- to buy Netflix, but right. they turned it down. Right. All, all those things stacked on top of each other, just examples. And these are stereotypical examples. A lot of people have heard these. Yep. But now we're in a time, we're in a, a space that we're almost forced to look at ourselves and go, what should we be doing right now? Mm-hmm. Not how, how many blankets should we put on top of our heads so we can't see. And so we can be safe. How many, how many bunk, how, how many levels deep do we go down into the bunker? But instead, what, what are the things that we could be doing right now to be actually disrupting ourselves? Right. If we're going to get blown out of the water anyways, why not, why not go for it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit of a, a side story, but with, with my daughter being in the hospital, which many of people have heard that story before, it's how Kremlin got started. There was a point at which she was very critical and probably wasn't going to survive. And it was kind of like our option was to let her go. And that's okay. That was a, it was a hard decision, but we were, we were ready for it. We, we were at that point. And it was like, if she's going to, if she's going to die anyways, if, she, if that's going to happen anyways, then this pediatric surgeon walked in and he said, well, let me, I mean, let me try the surgery. I, I, I said, I would never do it before, but let, let's try it. At that point, it's like, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go Go try to do some innovation. Real quick, just to jump ahead. She's 13 years old now, and she's awesome, if you, if you didn't know. But my, my point in telling that is, is that there's an opportunity there to say, what do you have to lose? Now is the time to take the risk, to go all in, to say, you know what? We, we, let's, let's see what we can build. That coming up at the, there, there will be another side to this. We're humans. We're not going to sit and sulk here forever. Right. So coming up that, uh, that, out of that, this ravine, like, are you going to be the company? Are you going to be the organization, either as, either as a startup or as a large enterprise that's positioned yourself with the right resources, technology, teams, mm-hmm. relationships, partnerships, innovative ideas, mm-hmm. that you're, then you're ready to get on that rocket ship and go, okay, cool. We're all coming up out of this. Watch this. We're coming up out quick. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get excited about that idea. If... If I were to put my shoes 
um, my shoes. If I were to put my shoes on and then walk over, <laughs> I was like, where are you going to go? <laughs> and then walk over to that person and then take my shoes off and say, Hey, if I'm going to put myself in your shoes, <laughs> yeah, give me your shoes. Buddy. Um, give me your shoes. Buddy. <laughs> so I, I put my shoes on to walk over here. So let me put myself in your shoes. Um, it would be two things around when you think about resources and money and how to manage it. Well, it's like, what's priority. And then based off what's priority, then, then how do we organize ourselves? And then how do we, how do we know that we can execute on the well? Right. And I think most people would say, is innovation important? And do you need to put dollars there? I think everyone would say yes. And so they're going to, they're going to say yes. It's the idea that, um, if those individuals or those co- individuals, if those companies are holding on to that much money, uh, the question would be, what are they determining that's priority? You know, Mm -hmm. what's going on in their world, in their space, that's priority that they might need that much cash. And what we're seeing with our clients, and they're in a a ton of different industries, um, mostly in the service uh, service field, but they are determining that this time, um, the time that we are in right now, that putting money towards innovation, digital transformation, prioritizing um, the right place to start. You know, some of the questions are, we're stuck. We know we need to move forward. We know we can't do it ourselves. Um, we need, uh, we need a second pair of eyes or a third pair of eyes. We need individuals to come alongside us to help us prioritize what is important. Mm-hmm. And then from that, um, is where I think those small cohorts of teams, um, uh, come from. It's this idea of like, we can scale and grow bigger and get better by growing smaller. Right. Uh, let's create those small teams that even though we have an aircraft carrier carrier, let's just name it and the mm-hmm. aircraft carrier, yep. it gets us there. It's a good steady return for our, our shareholders. That's what we're going to continue to do. And we're going to get better at it, but we need some speedboats beside us, right? We need some speedboats that can go hundred miles in that direction and see what's there. Cause yeah. there might be, there might be opportunity over there, but you can't do that unless you structure yourself in a way to where you do have these individuals that are in smaller teams that maybe can go outside the rules a little bit right? Uh, to experiment, um, to conduct, uh, to conduct those experiments in a way to where they have a, um, they have a vast amount of confidence because confidence has been put in them by the management team to a certain extent. Yeah. And I think what you're describing requires a shift in behavior mm-hmm. more than it does. Everybody just thinks it's, it requires a shift in capital. And I think that's where we started. And maybe, maybe this is where this conversation goes that more that the harder thing to do is not to shift the funds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually pretty easy. You know, a CFO, a division manager, whatever can say, yep, yeah, cool. Go for it. Um, let's, 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 but make sure you stay within the rules because we're still a little nervous right now. Right. Like stay, stay within the guardrails. Don't break anything because it's already pretty fragile. The question is, is do you give that team, that unit, that, that squad, mm-hmm. the ability to go, no, 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 no. Jump out of the boat that we've, we've deployed three or four little dinghies out there with speed, mm-hmm. you know, motors hooked to them. Go for it. Dinghies. Did I just say dinghies? <laughs> dinghies with motors. <laughs> What are they called? They're called dinghies, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you know, maybe put a really nice speedboat out there, though. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to a, be a rubber boat or a, or a battleship or a frigate or whatever they're called. What are those really cool, fast yachts? Yeah, that'd be cool. There you go. You get what I'm saying. Probably I totally do. Yeah. Um, and and how can you um, allow the behavior to change? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know break down the silos of departments and allow these small collaborative cross-functional teams move fast Mm -hmm. to move fast. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that it's not until you see organizations change their behavior, which then influences their mindsets and their ability to not think in a scarcity mindset, but in an abundance mindset. And then of course, fund it, Mm -hmm. right? Put resources behind it. It's fine if you don't give them unlimited resources, give them Mm -hmm. a constraint, Mm -hmm. Um, but but then say, now go be creative and I'm not going to micromanage you. Right. Turn Uh, that faucet on and off as needed. Um, not giving them, uh, you know, unlimited, um, like you said, vast amount of funds. Uh, cause you can, and again, have that level of, um, have that level of influence to where if metrics aren't hit or if they're not on the right path, you know, okay, we're going to turn the faucet off on this one, but let's go down this path, you know, right. let's go down this experiment and turn that faucet back on. It's, it's being able to carve off dollars for incredible amounts of return. If if you continue to go down um, the experiments that make sense. And again, that's what innovation is about. It's like getting the right people in the room, determining what's important, designing those, those experiments, whatever they may look like. And then having the courage, I think having the courage and the resilience Mm -hmm. to walk down that path with the right people. And you can't do it with a division of 200 to 300 people. It's gotta be small teams working together that can move fast that have the confidence and the, uh, the leadership behind them. And as I think in the, the leadership primarily needs to give them a purpose, mm-hmm. give them a direction. Hey team, mm-hmm. we believe that disruption has to happen from, from within. We believe that we've, we have an opportunity to flip ourselves on our heads and, and grow out of this. Um, but I'm going to, we're going to point you in that direction. Then we're going to, uh, you know, spin you up and let you go kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. I think uh, for those companies that have are holding those dollars, it's like they're, they've all been called to steward those, those resources well. And I think you're right. I think it's coming up from the idea of capital and really thinking more about what do we want to achieve and then matching the capital with the overarching mission, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. So yes, if you're holding on to it, I totally get it. Um, I, I, my far be it for me to say that that's a wrong move for your company. Cause I don't even know what, I don't even know what companies are holding all yeah, of this. Right. Right. Um, but I think in general, the principle is how do we change? How do we adapt? Um, how can we move our company forward? And it has to be innovation and new thought and new ways of thinking has to be some, even if it's a small portion, even if it's a small portion of what you're going to venture into in 2021, it has to be part of it. Cause that's really the only way, in, in my opinion, companies are going to be able to move forward. And how do you get, how do you get your culture to start thinking in experimental mindsets where you're, you're digital. I really actually kind of, while digital transformation is a great SEO strategy for us, because it is what I want. That's what people are thinking about calling right. it. Right. It needs to be constant transformation. Like digital transformation sounds like it has a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, once we're digitally transformed, right. we'll be done. Right. And the reality is, is, no, what you're going to have to be in 2021, 2022, 2025, 2030 is a technology company. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no longer an option. The biggest companies in the world now are technology and innovation organizations. One Digital metamorphosis. Right. Ooh. Once a butterfly, always a butterfly. Can't go back to Caterpillar. Right. Um, although butterfly only lives for about two weeks, but that's... A whole right, but, you know, in people years, <laughs> but you see, you see what I'm saying? Like 
I, people need to shift their mindset to saying, oh, once I've digitally transformed, that innovation will pay off with a return on investment. No, instead, you, you have to say, if my organization is going to be a 100-year-old organization, I will have to be a technology organization. Mm-hmm. There won't be any other organizations. Even manufacturing will be a technology organization. You know, uh, services will be technology organizations. Right. Uh, apparel will be technology organizations. Um, we, you and I picked the right industry to be in. We didn't know it at the time, but like every organization is going to have to go there. Um, right. Now is the time. I mean, now's the time to, to at least start experimenting. So mm. you're, you're first to new year's resolution right there. Experiment more all Often. the time in every single circuit. We've got a lot of experiments going right now. <laughs> and most of them will, you know, they won't work out and that's fine, but you'll learn from it. Yeah. That's the thing. Even today we were talking about some, some of the things that we're experimenting with that will be big for Crema. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, it was you or I that said, Hey guys, it, let's be honest. We've got this all mapped out and what we think it might look like. And it probably won't end up looking like this. Right. But the reality is, is because we dreamed big. Now we can start mm-hmm. small and these small little changes are going to move us into what's next for us. Um, so encouragement, yeah. if you're, if you're an organization that's holding on, that you're just trying to survive right now, that you're thinking, mm, we should just stock away cash. We should just save ourselves. Maybe, maybe hunker down, put on the life vest. I'd, I'd say, um, I'd say maybe you should shift your thinking, come up out of this ahead of everybody else, mm. invest both your time, your behaviors, a new way of thinking. Otherwise, next few years are going to be really tough for you. Hmm. I'm just, I just got on my soapbox there a little bit. That's all right. Okay. It's our platform. That's right. <laughs> you subscribed <laughs> to this podcast, didn't you? If you didn't, you should. Just saying. Dan, you know what? I think we should do this again. Probably, um, probably about a week from now. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alex Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.